This is Kevin Herter. This is Melo Trimble. This is Lonnie Bass. This is Scott Van Pelt. This is Stefan Day. This is Chris Knocky. This is Johnny Holiday. This is Walt Williams. This is Mark Turgeon. This is Gary Williams, and you're listening to IMS Radio. It's Tonga by Lois, circling out of the pocket again and sprinting down the sideline. He's got Funk in front of him and a touchdown. He's got 18 points. Four seconds. It would have been good from 65 out. He nailed that football. It was Brad Craddock with the game winner. A 43-yard field goal with 51 seconds to go. And Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. That assist gives him a triple-double for Vasquez. The first in 22 years. To the corner, Vasquez. It has been a long time. It's been since April 24th we did our last show. A month and two days. A very long gap for IMS Radio, apart from the three-year gap that I took, of course. <laughs> yeah. This is one, one of the longest. <laughs> it was one needed, man. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a complicated uh, complicated basketball season. We all need a little bit, little bit of rest, a little bit of recoup. And yeah. uh, the news hasn't really stopped, though. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, a lot of news. A lot of news in terms of, particularly in terms of basketball turnover. The other thing is that the last time we did a show it was two days before the spring game. So we talked about that. I don't know how much we want to. It's probably all been hashed out by now on the message board for anybody who cared to read about that or think about it. I listened back to our last show today just so I could hear any pertinent topics that needed to be brought back up or anything. And one that I thought definitely we needed to bring up was that we were going to do the weight loss challenge. Do you guys remember this? Oh, yes. Okay. So it's been a month and two days and I have gained 0.4 pounds. (laughs) However, (laughs) I think I might still be winning. Am I? (laughs) No, Jeff, you've lost weight. Not even close, man. I'm down about 15. No! Look at you. Are you serious? No lies. I would not oh lie. Oh my about god! This. I have wow no goddamn me. idea uh, what I've done, but um, I'm probably fatter. I mean, that's a fair bet. I thought you just trimmed your beard, Jeff. But really, you. I did that too. Uh, no, down about fifteen, and trying to not eat fast food as much, and not buy three candy bars every time I go to the gas station. Only ever every other time. Playing ball with my son about an hour a day, probably on average in the driveway. Excuse me. Still nowhere near the target weight, but making a little bit of progress. I mean, if you're doing 15 pounds a month, you're good to go, my friend. That's 
great. I mean, you'll be dead by September, but I you mean, know. you know how it is. Those first 10 or 15 are the easiest. And then you hit that wall and it's like, Jesus, come on, man. Cause you get that water weight first five or six pounds of water weight. I seem to hit a wall immediately. So yeah. I, don't I, know haven't, been lifting. I haven't been doing any lifting or anything. So it's not like I've been adding that muscle weight. So that helps, but not really. I need to do that. I'm just having myself. I've got a treadmill and some weights in the in the downstairs in the basement. I tell myself all the time, this is the this is the week I do it. But I think with summer here and there less, you know, less news to cover, I'll have more time. Whether I actually do that, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, at least you're not up at like 2 a.m. like you know, pounding a bag of Funyuns trying to figure out the Mark Turgeon contract scoop, right? So True. there's, there's got to be like a little bit of kind of stress relief at this point, just that everything's kind of mellowing out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and, and it it's easier to lose that weight when you're like way overweight too. Like I was, I'm only five nine. I was like two twenty five, which I think I carried it. Okay. I don't think I looked like that, but still that's not like a healthy weight, you know? So it's easier. It's not like you're trying to lose weight off of an already healthy body weight. Yeah. I mean, I'm six two and I was about two twenty five, and I felt like a walking taco. So like, I understand. Yeah. So now I'm like two ten. I'd like to be down below. 200 for the first time in like five years and go from there to like 180 maybe, but you know, baby steps. There you go. Larry, you should feel bad. I don't know. In other words, I'm kicking your asses. This is motivation. Larry. It is motivation. Paul, do you have a number for us? Have you gained or lost? Or you know? I don't know. I'm just fat, man. I'm and I'm fine with it. I'm, <laughs> Paul, I'm very, I'm, difference. You you and I are we're self-conscious. Paul's just He's in, which I respect completely. I wish. Yeah. You know. Look, man, you know, like I said, I was, I, I've started playing softball again, which is great. Cause it's, you know, it's not like fucking great exercise, but it's outside doing something. Um, and, uh, you know, a friend of mine on the team asked me how I'm doing. I was like, well, look, I'm here to do two things, play softball and look sexy. And the softball hasn't started yet. So I feel good about myself. I feel, you know, I feel like you guys should do whatever you need to do. And I'm just here to cheer you on. I'm happy for you. I'm trying to imagine which one you're better at between playing softball and looking sexy. It's probably it's a low high. bar, brother. That's it's a low bar. We talked about last time, actually, the softball game. We had the board softball game something like 15 oh, or 20 years ago. And yeah. it was suck board versus sports board. Do you remember that? Yep. We, should do that. we should do that in uh, June. In June? Do I don't know. That, I don't know that I'll be able to play. I'll be a captain. Won't be a captain. Why can't you play? Just I'm just. I guess Dude, I could play softball. softball. I can play yeah, softball. It's... My back is broke. I have nine damaged discs in my spine. You like Mike Tyson? I broke my back. <laughs> it's bro- it's not actually from, like from broken, but it's broken. What? Yeah, it's rape, it was rough good. sex. How did you do the? Yeah, it was in those pockets. No, I had a very bad car accident in 1996. That's what this, if you can see the scar is from. I hit, fell asleep and ran into the back of a semi-truck and uh, nearly died. Yeah, it it actually what happened that I fell asleep and hit the brakes and swerved. I was in the right lane and I smashed into the back of it and the cab of the semi came through the cab, back came through the cab of my truck I was in and it actually nicked my head on the way by. 
my bone was broken outward. That's because wild. Because it, it nicked the corner right here. Like, like your orbital out. and just took it with it? Yeah. So there's a plate. IMS radio would have never existed if that had turned out differently. Yes. Probably. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't have played in the first softball game, which was yes. know, 15 or 20 years ago. And all those, and account, those trolling message board accounts would have never happened. That's right. That's true. That would have been a travesty, losing all yeah, of my aliases. That would have been the biggest, yeah. But the you other thing know. is I, I have a medal in here to have a plate, have a disc removed, and I had five very seriously damaged discs in the spine here. Um, and then over time, when that happens, I guess, the rest of them start to deteriorate because they all compensate and stuff. So now I have nine that are not in good shape. He's more machine than man. Twisted yeah. and evil. Yeah. I am. So that prevents you from even being able to play softball and things like that. I could probably play, but swinging that I can not swing it hard. I'll, I'll tap it. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yes. And I'll over play. years can... it's gotten, it's got worse and worse. Anyway, whatever, can... who cares? Nobody cares about this. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Paul. You, I'll say it. I play, I can still mash it a bit. That's the yeah. only thing I can do. I used to love playing softball. I'd love I can't play basketball it. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyone else have any very serious injuries or metal in their body? I had a car accident story too, but nothing as bad as yours. So <laughs> carry on. Yeah. Yeah. It's you pretty bad. Put out that sleeping shit behind the wheel, Larry. That's not advisable. It was, I was coming home from a show around 3 30 in the morning. And that's what happened. Anyway. <laughs> I'm alive now, and I'm doing I Miss Radio. You know, we're, we're just stalling until Naki calls uh, in. <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some people are, are happy for that. I'm trying to think of other people who want you dead. Or some people are happy, are happy that I'm hosting the show. Some would, I, I doubt anybody really wants to be dead. I hope not. But some people may not want me hosting the show because they think I'm an idiot. No, yeah, but I mean, that's it, the but joke in, I was making. But in that case, they'd want me hosting the show, which by default is significantly worse. So, like, I don't think, I don't think we're there. Well, I know for sure there's been many people talk about how I go off topic too much, and um, I probably do that. But whatever, it's my style. The other thing, I think it was, it might have been two episodes ago. Paul and I, you were talking about how Jack Nicholas isn't as good a golfer as like hundreds or of golfers nowadays, right? And I got slammed for you that blasted like, for that <laughs> yeah. so, it's funny but like there's been so many improvements in like sports medicine and nutrition and fitness and the equipment's different and the specialization of kids starting younger the player pool's bigger like i stand by know? that i stand by that in any sport i just think I people get better any sport except something that's timed right if it's timed right that's apples and apples anything else forget about it basketball Bob Cousy, all I mean, maybe that's a bad example, but most of these old guys. No, it's a great example. Forget about he, it. He's, he'd be probably on the bench or not even in the NBA now, right? Or maybe that's too much to say. I don't know. But Johnny Unitas, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, dude's like 5'9". You know what I mean? Like, like I grew up, he was short. I'm, ju- I'm exaggerating. I don't know exactly how tall he is, but I grew up in Baltimore, and he's like a legend in Baltimore, but he probably wouldn't. You know, no, most imagine him not. next to Brady and Manning and whoever else these days. Right. And, and even, or, you know, 
to to what Jeff is saying, you know, even in time sports, you do get some progression. It's just typically not yeah. as, as giant, I think, in the skill sports, you know, because yeah. you still get swimming world records like every year now. Right. Like imagine, you know, whatever, you know, Mark Spitz was doing in 72 in Munich is probably like 20 seconds slower than whatever Michael Phelps is doing in the past decade. Right. One so, exception to this, though, we're all in agreement, except Bozy Berger. That guy would be even better. Yeah. Well, look. Well, I mean, look. First of all, any any man who made it to college in this day and age named Bozy Burger is a tough son of a bitch. So, like, you know, you'd, you'd like to think that he would probably be able to hang. Yeah, he was roommates with Dick Shiner. They both caught hell, but they just fought through it. Yeah. Um. So I just googled because I wanted to see Jack Nicholas's average driving distance is two seventy. And the average of the I, – I don't see a full average here, but the 20 longest hitters on the PGA Tour now is 310. That's the average. It's like everybody's driving longer than him. I mean, part, of, he, that, part of that is he's using a piece of wood instead right, of a, saying, you know, crazy it, tungsten metal driver. But His I mean, equipment improved, but how do we know exactly how he right. would fit in? You don't know. Yep. You don't know. You know, would Walt, would Walter Johnson be able to pitch in the major leagues today? Like, you know, I don't know. He threw really hard, right? Babe, Is that Babe it? Ruth, Babe Ruth's a drunk, like going out every night with women. Like that guy would they, probably wouldn't even be on the team. Dude, the hard hitting Terps talk, but Chris Naki needs our our Zoom meeting ID. Uh, if he hits the link, it should all enter. If he just taps I, I, the that link. didn't that didn't work for me when I tried it that one I time. I sent him Larry. the phone number. You sent him the phone number, not the link. Hang on one second. Pardon. Um, the meeting ID is if I click invite and then uh, copy the invitation. I am gonna do a chat right in here, uh, Jeff. Do you get all that? Mm-hmm. I sent you a chat right in the Zoom. You got the meeting ID and passcode. Everyone is absolutely loving this show right now. It's riveting live live product. Riveting is right. Riveting. All 17 live viewers. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, like a couple days before Memorial Day weekend after this year, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I think that's a solid number. People are. It is hard to get their attention about the Terps right now. I'll tell you that firsthand. They are tuned the F out. It's only, the for another, uh, only for another week till football recruiting starts going crazy. Yeah, Locks, I, Locks gets back and then the basketball team is back on campus in June, right? Yeah, I think I like, go ahead, yeah, that, uh, For the longest time, it was like a three-ish month span that was really hard to fill content-wise. And now with the portal being stretched out for like an extra month and everything and football recruiting being so much better with Loxley, it's gotten much easier. The past couple summers it used to be, man. Those were some dog days writing them. Yeah, you, when you're you're like writing up like local seven on sevens and stuff. I'm like, there's nothing happening. Where are they now on Baron Weiss? 
Well, what about the lacrosse team? People are pretty excited about them, right? Didn't they get it? Did that generate a lot of? Yeah, yeah. People are going nuts about that. And wheels, you know, we used to have, I'd cover it a little bit. I don't know anything about lacrosse. I'm terrible with lacrosse and wheels. I mean, I can't even understand half the stuff that he writes. But the people who understand lacrosse tell me that it's great. And every message, every thread during a game has hundreds and hundreds of replies. So they're well, not about that. Two more wins and they'll have a national title. So hopefully it's Maryland versus the ACC in this tournament. So we'll see. But I, I did talk to Wheels today and he did give me a non routes report. So oh, be boy. on the lookout for that a little bit later Paul's after we excited. get through Naki. What's that? Paul's excited about that. Not yes. Red. Come on. Really you excitement. You're excited about the lacrosse team, right? In the final four? Well, I mean, look, lacrosse is super easy to root for. Like it's a it's an excellent, like top three net nationwide program run by a good coach with star players. Like it's perfectly fine sport, but I'm and I don't want to act like I'm jumping on the bandwagon either. I don't I don't care. I'm I hope they win. I hope they win one for JR, who's an old buddy of mine who was a big, big lacrosse and football guy who died last year. So I want them to win one more for JR, but uh, you know that's it's not my thing. So I don't, I don't pretend that I'm jumping on that bandwagon. It just sucks that they came so close and failed to win it so many times because they really could. They're one of the greatest programs in college lacrosse. Well, I mean, they, they have like twenty, like twenty eight Final Fours or some shit, and like two natties. Like three, it's practically three. is it three? They have three since the the most recent format NCAA tournament. They have a handful before that too. I don't remember exactly how many, somewhere yeah, between I, five and 10. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the, like, like it's practically impossible for them to have like simulated that many final fours and only won yeah. like a few of them. Like, yeah. It's, it's been I've already given up any pretenses of this being like a live professional show. Naki says that it says invalid meeting ID. <laughs> <laughs> can he join on zoom <laughs> and not turn, can he just join the zoom call and not turn on his video if that's what he's worried about no he's not worried about it he's uh on oh, one sec i think they want you to put the passcode in too like it's two separate i, I sent all of it in the chat it's got all the information yeah because I, I try, because Larry, me and you try, try tested this out once, and like I tried clicking that link you sent, and it didn't work. It didn't just like input all the, all the information. So I had to do it like media ID, and then give him the passcode, and then it let me in. I tested with Andrew today, and it worked. My son, and it worked. Well, he's anyway. also young and smart, and you know, yeah. My son's twelve, and he he's my tech go-to. The kid figures everything out. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Right, so I just sent him the Zoom. All right. Well, there he is. Chris Naki's iPhone. Admitting Chris Naki. There he is. Hey, he did it. We figured it out. You there, Chris? Yeah. You can hear us. Doing good. How are you doing, Chris? Shouldn't be this hard, right? <laughs> Don't you have like kids and grandkids to figure this shit out for you? Dude, I'm on Zoom and Teams meetings all day, every day. I, <laughs> I'm only as good as the information I get. Yeah. I that. The information I, come from uh, here is poor, my friend. 
<laughs> garbage in, garbage out, right? That's right. There you go. There you go. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. And in case anybody doesn't know who this fine-looking gentleman is, this is Chris Naki, the color analyst for the Maryland Terrapins Radio Network and host of the DC Coaches Podcast. Where can they find that podcast? Chris, so we can give a little plug anywhere you find podcasts uh really i mean we're uh we've we're in our fifth season actually and it's taken yep. off a little bit and we've had a lot of fun with it had a lot of great guests and uh great job yeah appreciate that and we have fun you know i mean we have a the uh our weekly curmudgeon you know gary williams on there you know so uh we have a good time with it and a lot of smart guys a lot of guys get involved you have gary to give his good. weekly spiel about uh why the transfer portal and load management are the end of the <laughs> civilized society. Civilization. Yeah. 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 We get that. I, I, you know what? I've stopped going into the um, portal issue because <laughs> the guys that we have on, you know, we have coaches on every week and it just seems incredibly redundant to me. And, um, and they're all, you know, they're, they were all adamantly opposed to it. Now, that being said, some are actively using it. You know, it's free agency, <laughs> in college, free agency in college basketball is what it is. Yeah. Well, it's all changing the, the game for with, sure. Uh, Go ahead, like, Jeff. We're gonna... I was going to say all the powers with the athletes now. There's a huge seismic shift occurring right now. Yeah, and I, you know, you wonder sometimes, uh, you know, you reach a point where the toothpaste is out of the tube and you're yeah. not sure if you can ever – um, if it ever goes back, I, I would expect, though, Jeff, I mean, this is insanity. I, I, there, I would expect some – the pendulum has to go back to a degree, right? I mean – I don't know, man. You got the NIL, the transfer thing. I think I don't, I don't think – I think now what you'll have is culling of the guys who actually want to play in college and the guys who, want, who don't want to. They can move on to this to the G League or to this overtime thing, or when they rescind the one and done rule, they can do that. And then maybe college basketball will be better because you'll have guys who want to be there and are there, you know, for more years and building cohesive teams and things like that. It just certainly won't be college basketball as we have known it. But uh, you know, sometimes sometimes change is, is positive. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be viewed as bad. We'll we'll see where we end up with this, and uh, but it is certainly a brave new world, that's for sure. Well, you know, we're, I know we're just winging it now. So like, let's just go with it. Uh, it. One of the things that was on my mind, Chris, and I'm curious your take on is like, I find myself like feeling good about these athletes. Like I want them to be able to make money off their, their image and like this, I want them to be able to have the type of freedom and not be kind of held to, you know, if a coach has the ability to, you know, get a new job, why shouldn't the kid be able to ha have the ability to go get himself a new school? But at the same time, I really recognize this might destroy college basketball and everything that I love about it, and that makes me feel weird. <laughs> Am I alone in that? Like, <laughs> Well, I think we romanticize what we grew up with. I think that's just generally the way we are as sports fans. And, uh, you know, uh, and that's, you know, I, th I think that's understandable. I, again, I don't, think, I don't think change is necessarily a bad thing. I just, it, it, this is so this is such a radical change from a radical departure from where we've been um, that, and I, you know what, I'm all for sharing the pie. I, I coached, I played, I, I, I recognize the imbalance. I totally do. Um, so I, I'm for it. 
I just, you know, I just hope it doesn't wreck the game um, because at the, at the end of the day, you want, you know, you want to keep this special. Um, and I hope, hopefully we can. And if it wrecks the, the game, if it wrecks the game, I'm going to have to get a real job, which is a nightmare. <laughs> so I need some you're, semblance of life. Well, you're going to, you're going to be, uh, you're going to have to be repping the, uh, the new G league team, the upper Marlboro, you know, DMV <laughs> or whatever. The, for that. the Baltimore I, ballers. I actually, I'm going to divulge this now. I actually started the podcast so that I could give Jeff, you know, stuff every week. Um, you know, Gary Williams stuff. And, you know, so uh, I, I feel like feel like a portion of that check should come my way at some point. Oh, in time. Man. I would have had to fold up the site by now, if not for your show. Literally, this time here, it's so good. Now with those, those who don't listen, they, you know, they have a weekly guest now. And they've had Jay Wright and Chris Beard and all these guys. So even a friend of mine, it's not just a local thing. You'll be glad to hear Chris, a friend of mine who lives in Ohio, asked me if I listened to the show the other day. Oh, that's great. That's and great. I, and I bragged that I was your friend. I bragged that he's a good friend. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say yes. friend. See you I mean, That might be stretching it a little bit. <laughs> no, nah, we're boys. Jeff and I are boys. We, yeah, yeah. So no, it's all good. It's all good. But it's been a lot of fun. And it's funny, you know, I some of the contacts, I've been the one who has reached out to most, most of these coaches, but I am under no illusions. I know all these guys, but I am under no illusions. It's when I say I do this show with Gary Williams that they all say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll come on. So uh, so it's, wor it's worked out nicely. And, you know, it's, it's kind of predictable, too. You can kind of – I know going in, I do – you know, I kind of set the table, set the topics – and I know, you know, sometimes I'll just bring some stuff to the table that just I know will incite and uh, and it works out quite well. So it's fun. This is well, one of know, my funny, tactics as well. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the funny thing for me with the uh, with Gary is not even that like, oh, it's Hall of Famer Gary Williams. It's just like, well, Christ, Gary, if he Gary does a podcast every week, like it must be good. Or he's not doing it. He's going to be on the golf course, or he's going to be doing something else. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I never really thought about it like that. And I, I sometimes I wonder, you know, he's an incredibly loyal guy, and uh, the rest of the guys on the pod, you know, are we've all we all have twenty, thirty, almost forty year relationships. Uh, you know, I met Gary in the in the summer of nineteen seventy seven, and so. <laughs> I mean, that predates a lot of you guys. And so he's an incredibly loyal guy. And I think that, I think the chemistry, I think the fact that we have known each other for so long, um, you know, comes through a little bit. And then you throw on some wild cards. Jimmy Patsos is, is a horse of a different fire department. I mean, he is nuts on this show. And he's very, very good. He's sort of the, you know, we have, we have the voice of reason on the show. And then we have Jimmy. Uh, and uh, so it makes for a lot of fun. Jimmy's like hey. your Gronkowski character. If you say so. I, I, love, <laughs> I love the guy. I absolutely love the guy. I think he's, you know, it's uh, Jimmy is, I've always, you know, I, and I, it's funny, I hate to drop names like this, but I mentioned one time to uh, John Calipari, I, I said, you know, if you, people don't realize how good a coach you are. They don't understand it because you have this, sort of the shtick, this thing, you know, this sort of, and, and I feel like the same way with Jimmy. Um, Jimmy is a really good X's nose guy and he's a really good basketball guy. 
and yet his reputation precedes him a little bit. And uh, I just love, I love hanging out with him. Great fun. He's got that voice, man. If you ever sat in Coalfield House, you know, in that time he was on the bench, you just say, rah, 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 rah. like that's Jimmy Patsos. <laughs> well, Roy Williams told the story on the air that his assistants used to watch, um, watch the Maryland, the tape of the UNC Maryland game just to watch Gary turn and curse out Jimmy uh, (laughs) on a, on a regular basis. So uh, Gary said that absolutely was not true. Jimmy said it absolutely was true, but, but that's why I think that's one of the reasons we had Roy come on right before he ended up leaving. As a matter of fact, uh, was that he wanted to tell stories on those two guys. (laughs) Speaking of uh, Maryland assistance, what what do you think about being a ransom leaving Chris? What are your thoughts on that? I got a lot of them. Uh, you know, first of all, Bino is one of the really, you know, fun characters that I've ever met. You know, uh, he's a good guy. Uh, you know, he was a terp through and through. Um, and I think he'll always be that way. I, again, back to kind of what I said early on, I don't think change, change is necessarily bad. And while, you know, you, you always want a certain amount of continuity on your staff, I think Turge has that with Matt Brady. I think that even though Man- Danny Manning is new, I think there's a certain amount of continuity there. Those guys have always been tight. You know, they've always been close. Uh, I, I, think that, um, I think that the change here is going to be positive. This is a uh, – th- there are a lot of people that want this job. I mean, it's crazy. There are a lot. This is an attractive job. It's a power five program yeah, that's going to be very, very good this year. They've got players in the program, too, should be good for – for 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 time to come they're in they're in on a lot of good kids right now so this is a really really attractive job and i don't think that necessarily it's change the change has to be a bad thing and and by the way just as sort of a i'm a big jeff Herman fan right and i i read his stuff because i know how hard he he works his ass off to to do this right you know i i I read the site occasionally and i kind of some of the things that kind of make me chuckle a little bit i don't know if chuckle is the right word but like there's so there's so much turge hatred out there you know and i'm not going to sugarcoat that i i recognize that. I, I get it i mean i i hear people and everybody's entitled to their opinion i just want people to be passionate about it i'm totally good with that um now but you can't you can't decry the first 10 years of turge and then bitch and moan when one of the constants of those first 10 years leaves. You can't have that both ways. I, to me, it just, you know, feels like, you know, it just feels like, um, you, you know, again, folks just trying to have it both ways on this one. But I, I, I love Bino. He contributed so much. Obviously, a great guy. I just think that this is a time where a change could be a really positive thing for the program. Some fresh blood. A uh, guy with some local connections obviously is a big part of this. And uh, I'd be surprised if they don't hit a home run with this. I, I think they'll do very well. Are you trying to tell me there's not intellectual co- consistency on the Internet, Chris? Because that is uh, that is something I will not stand for, sir. I hear you. I hear you. No, I just – I love I, – I just I, – I love the uh, – I love the passion. I'm not crazy about the logic. How about that? 
Well, let me take up the argument that I think is legitimate about that. I mean, Bino Ranson obviously is the Baltimore guy, right? Maryland, if you want to talk about recruiting struggles, it's really been trying to get some of the local elite talent out of the DMV and out of the Baltimore area. And now you've got a Philly guy and you've got Danny Manning, who obviously being a head coach has kind of been all over the place, but doesn't really scream, you know, a guy who's going to get the next DeMath or Gonzaga stud. So do you feel like they have to really nail this third assistant job with a local recruiter? Um, or is, is there a way, or do you feel like Turge is going to start taking the reins and trying to do more of that himself? Well, I mean, Turge is the closer anyways. I mean, all these guys can do is set the table. These guys, these guys want to hear from the head coach. And, you know, this is a lot more art than science. Uh, I mean, recruiting, I, you know, I, Again, back to the boards, you know, people were talking about, and I know there was a thread about his, uh, Bino's top 10 recruits or all the guys he's recruited, you know, and Dion Wiley was on there. I mean, was that a hit or a miss? I mean, right. I, I mean, he's a local kid. I mean, and I, I love Dion was a very nice guy and everything like that. But I mean, uh, I think that the guy, the guy probably should have some local ties for sure. And I think he almost certainly will. Um, but I think Turge has a really good handle on this. I, again, I, he's got a lot of, he's got a very nice pool to choose from. I would think I just were the thing, the only concern I would have if I was Turge is the timing of this. You have, you have a lot of things going on in early June. You know, they've just opened the, um, the recruiting period, the visit home, the visit period. So you got kids coming in the first weekend in June. And I don't know, because of the nature of how you have to handle searches politically, I don't know that you can do anything this summer, maybe short of just elevating Greg Manning, putting him on the road while you conduct your search. And uh, you might, that might be something that he's considering. I have no idea. But you're, you're already talking about Memorial Day coming up here this weekend, and there are kids coming in the end of next week. This all just happened. That shit doesn't turn around that fast. You know, it just, there's a, it's, it's a, it's a slow moving process, especially at a state university like this. You were talking Chris about how, um, Turgeon last year was maybe one of his, uh, I think I heard you saying on the show, you thought was one of his best coaching jobs, um, because of the way the roster construction and then the changes he made, some of those changes in terms of the heavy defensive focus, playing the small ball, working perimeter, all that kind of stuff. Is there any of that you think that maybe he hadn't used before? Maybe he can incorporate into his arsenal. And then even though this new group's coming in and they're spread out in a more traditional basketball sense in terms of positioning, is there any of that stuff he's going to be able to still incorporate into his style of play with the team? Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he found some things that really work. I think he likes – you know, he's a defense first guy, defense first coach. And I think he found a formula that he was comfortable with, that he enjoyed coaching. And, uh, you know, and I think, I think so. I think you'll see more of that. The other thing is, and he mentioned this on, we had him on the podcast last week. And one of the things that he mentioned was once he signed Wahab from Georgetown, he said, it's amazing how few big kids want to come there now to Maryland. And they, the, the perception is there's no playing time. The perception is, is that Dante Scott really 
turned himself into a serviceable four, you know, and uh, and so and that's of course one of the reasons why they didn't get the kid who ended up going to Washington. So um, at, at any rate, I I think that he's I think he's very comfortable with that style. I think the the best part about where they stand right now is the roster offers a certain versatility that he doesn't have to depend on one way or the other. And that depending upon the matchup that he has, um, you know, he can, he can try to exploit it one way or the other, you know, there's a certain confluence of things that have come into play here that really have helped this program. Not only have they exploited the portal the way, you know, I mean, they've done a really good job with that, but you've also had this, had this, um, exodus, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, from a lot of Big Ten programs. You know, there are, there's a lot of talent from the league that is that will be gone. This year was crazy how good the league was. And there's a lot of, a lot of missing persons uh, moving forward. Let's say, Chris, you get back Ayala and Wiggios. That is arguably the most likely scenario, or at least the least greedy one. You know, it seems like to me, maybe Ayala's in that 70, 30, 80, 20 to come back, and Wiggins in that like 35, 65, where he's probably gone, or 50, whatever it is. Let's say you just get back Ayala. How good is this team, do you think, this year compared to Tur- – I mean, I feel like that could be one of Turgeon's best, if not his best team. You're lacking, like you said, nobody else wanted to come to back up Wahab, so you're missing a backup big man. But other than that, I mean, that backcourt of, of Fats and Ayala and then Dante Scott and these other solid freshmen and then the transfers, I mean, that to me looks like a top 10 team if you get at least one of those guys back. Yeah, I think certainly the depth is probably as good as he's ever had. I think the team two years ago, I mean, you 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 had the number 10 pick of the draft and sticks. Also, Anthony Cowan was one of those guys who wasn't just a uh, – you know, wasn't just a very good defensive player. He could get to the rim whenever he wanted to. Maybe Fats can do that. I'm not sure. It remains to be seen. I just think that the, the team two years ago was really teed up um, to be that team. But I, you know, I mean, they've got all the all the pieces. I, you know, I, you can go ahead and accuse me of having no life. I, I because I went to Colorado and I'm a I'm a I'm a, a Pac-12 guy. You know, so I have watched a lot of Pac-12 basketball this year. And the kid from Utah is going to make a big difference. He's really going to help. Uh, I would watch them play this year and wonder how in the world that guy's not playing more than he was. So um, fans are going to love him. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to like about this team. I just, uh, you know, Fats has got to make the transition from being an A-10 guy to being a Big Ten guy. But, uh, I mean, I, they've got everything that you need. I think that Ayala probably comes back if for no other reason that he has really no no real options at this point in time. I mean, to be quite honest with you, um, I'd kind of be surprised if Aaron came back. But you know, hope springs eternal, and uh, stranger things have happened. I mean, uh, the the white kid at Gonzaga came back and ended up being player of the year in that, that league. You know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's Aaron's destiny. Who knows? I was going to dig in on that because um, I listened to your interview with Turge uh, last week and, uh, and Turge kind of made it sound like he thinks if Aaron doesn't think he's a first rounder, he might come back. I would be surprised if that was the case, but I'm curious your, your thoughts on it. I think you're right. Um, I think there's something to that for sure. I think that he's got a lot of uh, 
opportunity. I worry that Aaron, because of his that skill set that he has, you know, he's just a he's an athletic um, swing guard who can play multiple spots, who does not get enough love for the defense that he plays. I think that Aaron has a chance. Uh, I, he's not going to be like Herder. He's not going to be like Kevin Herder because Kevin had the ability to go to the combine and knock down 20 shots in a row from the three-point line. Aaron's just not, you know, he's not that, that uh, skilled. But he's got a lot of physical abilities. Um, I just root for the best for Aaron. He's a wonderful kid. He's a refreshing kid. Um, you know, he's a, he's a different kind of D1 player. I just don't, you know, I think you got to count on, you got to expect bad news there. You got to prepare for the worst. How about that uh, for Aaron Wiggins? I just, I bet Chris just gave a wonderful answer there, but I was just boondoggled by the fact he just picked up his DoorDash order and did not stop talking and giving the answer <laughs> yeah. the whole fucking time. Like, yeah. that is a goddamn professional right there. It's a baller and I just, move I just, right I just, there. I just need to bow down to that <laughs> level of professionality. This is, not, this is not my first rodeo, fellas. This is, <laughs> what'd you get, Chris? What'd yeah, what's get? the order? What's the order? Uh, you don't even want to know, man. You guys would be jealous as hell and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, Tex-Mex action. Yeah, yeah, it's all okay. good. It's <laughs> nice. all good. All right, Chris. I think, I think you know we end our interviews by having you play fill-in-the-blank. Give you the five oh. rapid-fire questions. You say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Go. Here we go. Starting five on next year's team will be? Uh, Fats, Ayala, uh, Wahab. Dante and uh, Aaron freaking Wiggins. Look at you. Boom! Look yeah, baby. You. <laughs> All right. Look at you. He's just trying to make up a quote. We're going to have to play back to him next year. I'm just playing, just playing to the crowd, man. I'm just having fun. So. <laughs> All right. The player on next year's roster with the best NBA potential is? Uh... You know, it's funny, man. I, 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 my heart wants to say Wahab, but they're so five men are so devalued in the NBA world. It's no. crazy. Um, so uh, if Wiggins games comes back, it's him. Uh, if it's not him, I, it will be Martinez. Okay. If you could take one player in their prime from Maryland history to fill out next year's roster, it would be. Oh, you're kidding me, right? I would take. I'd take uh, Len Bias. I'd take Joe Smith. I'd take, you know, that, there's there are way too many options there. But I would take a scoring big is what I would do. A guy who could score a little bit around the hoop, a guy who could face the basket, give uh, Wahab a little uh, space to create. Uh, I, that's, that's where I would go with this team. Okay. The best college town in the Big Ten is? Oh, wow. You don't have to say College Park. We all know that's wrong. Um, uh, you guys are going to roll your eyes with this. I, I have had big fun, and Lincoln, Nebraska is a blast. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, and, uh, you know, in Jeff's hood, there's some great places to hang out there. Um, they all have some pretty cool spots. Oh, you know, Ann Arbor is really nice, too. The problem with Ann Arbor is that winter starts somewhere after that second a weekend of football and it, it's crazy 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 how cold there and 
Madison are. And those, those are to me are sort of almost disqualifiers. It's, it's unreal how, how brutal it can be. All right. The next time the big 10 expands, the new addition or additions should be. Uh, UVA. And, uh, I need some East, I need some East coast blood. Um, I'd say North Carolina. I just think North Carolina is, you know, I think the ACC office operates out of Chapel Hill. Uh, that's a good one. Maybe uh, St. John's or UConn. Mm. They won't take them because of football. Right, right. Might well, U- UNC and UVA are the correct answers. That I mean, would be I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're I absolutely the correct answers. And you're, you're, you're exactly right as to why it would never happen, but they are yeah. the correct answers. They wanted those two, and they wanted Georgia Tech last time around. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia Tech would be fantastic. Yeah, it would be great. I still maintain it should be University of Toronto, but <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, man. I'm not joking. There are a lot of – their football team would have, take a lot of growing pains, but talk about adding a market. It's a monster school. <laughs> Their hockey team would be great. They love Big Ten hockey. Their basketball team could probably be pretty good because there's a lot of basketball in Canada. I'm telling you, it might take a little while to acclimate. But so why don't why don't Maryland fans make the equation of you know people are sort of up in arms about how can we lose an assistant coach to Marquette and to DePaul? Uh, the answer is pretty straightforward. They don't have football with those schools. They don't have the enormous overhead an expense that comes with football. I don't even know if DePaul, I don't know what DePaul spends on women's basketball for that matter. Uh, I just, you know, uh, that's a, that to me is a, there's a straight line conclusion as to how they have the money, you know, 450 for Bino. And, you know, I mean, just uh, these are staggering numbers and the more successful your football program it explains why, Virginia Tech could throw 600K at Mike, Mike Jones. I mean, to me, these are all sort of straight line conclusions, but um, what do I know? I'm just a basketball guy. Yeah, I mean, I would say I think really the the move, the questions about Bino moving, to me at least, were more about the timing and the fact that DePaul is basically just a complete dead end of a basketball I, program. I will tell you this, two things. It's They're completely irrelevant. I totally agree with you. And here's the other part of this. You never know what's going on behind somebody's front door. Right. And that's a lot of cash. So <laughs> I have, and I, that, I'm not telling you, I know anything that you guys don't know. I'm just saying that when they, when they start to wag a bunch of cash at you like that, it's uh, you know, it's different. So. Oh, I hear you, man. It's just, you know, when you're, when your job is to sit on a, you know, in a place like this where people for whatever reason are convinced to listen to your opinion on a basketball program, you know, those are the questions that came to my mind, at least when you're talking about the stability of the program and kind of the immediate future, you know, those are the things that came with me. I, I'm not, I'm not surprised that a place like that with no football overhead and a place that at least has shown an ambition to try to win at basketball can throw some money around. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Guy, I, I root for the best for, for him and Dre also, Dre going to Marquette. So. Yeah, no sweat there. I mean, I, I don't think anybody had any questions about that one. He's a Midwest guy, and I think he yeah. had a connection up there anyway. So, Yep. All right, Chris. We'll go eat your Tex-Mex. Thank you for joining us. 
Next time we'll we'll make sure we all got the food too. We'll make it a big. I, I was surprised they got here this quick. To be honest with you, I was hoping they'd come. But there's a storm moving through. I think the guy wanted to deliver deliver yeah. really fast. So we're good. <laughs> I'm Next just time, I'm just so impressed, man. I, I got I got nothing, man. I I'm, yeah. that was a that was a pro ass move. Yeah, baller move. That's what I said. And we'll have drinks next time too. So, all right. Hey, go. we're going to be right. next next year when they're they're allowing the fans back in. We're going to start doing on location shows again. When he gets you to one of those again. Oh, because that's and we were talking so about the the Midnight Madness Mile Run. If if you if yeah. you show up at that thing, we'll all we'll all do the mile. We're going we'll to do, do shots it. every like hundred so, meters. I've heard that's just I heard that's like a show. That's like a huge big time. So. I will definitely if they're doing that again. I I will show up. I will definitely awesome. show up. I'm in I'm on in. that. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, All bro. Right, Enjoy Thanks. your tacos. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> God, I have never been so fucking impressed in my life. That was awesome. He's just like, yeah, I'm dropping this Wiggins take, and I'm tipping my guy, and I'm getting my food, and I'm just just rolling with it. At first, I was wondering what's going on. I was like, "Is there an issue?" Because that's my well, brain. We're in the uh, show. He told me he was probably going to have a few people over for the Wizards game, so I thought he was letting his friends in quietly. Oh. <laughs> Paul, Paul obviously nailed it. Yeah, now, that would have been more impressive if he's just like, "Yeah, I'm having a party over here," <laughs> and it was Gary. How talking to you? Talking Gary to you? Something. Yeah, talking I to you, dumbasses. Gary. Yeah. Gary walks in with like a bunch of forties. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of 20 year old women <laughs> Gary's married uh, not anymore not anymore oh uh, well some yeah. chicken wings <laughs> yeah the, the famous picture poor guy yeah poor man was guy. just trying to have yeah. a fucking poor winner. guy I mean come on he can put up with one picture for the life that dude was leading he was just trying to have a chicken wing take a picture a with good some time. friends man who wasn't having a good time Having a good time. I'm not sharing that picture. I thought about it for a second in my head. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm not going to. Hey, you, you know where it is if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I mean, we yes, all have some know. form of the chicken wing picture of ourselves, if not far worse. Oh, yeah. Usually far worse. Of course. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody does. It's funny. We are extremely yes. lucky, at least the three of us at our ages, that we did not go to college where there were, you know, smartphones and. Social media, social media because yeah. I can't oh even, I cannot even imagine how many days or weeks or months I would have spent in jail if lucky that was the case. or unlucky. There would be the uh, evidence of bad behavior side, but communications are a lot easier now. If you know what I'm saying, like you, that's true. Hey, AIM was just okay. fine for me, man. AIM. <laughs> yeah. Who? 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 Who was that? Who was on AIM at two was, in the morning and just like, hey, I got beer. You up? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have that yet, I don't think. I was just like sending postcards or something. You're, you're sending carrier pigeon notes and uh, <laughs> telegraph. Send, send a raven. <laughs> I think we covered pretty much all the basketball stuff through the interview with Chris. So we're going to talk about football for a little bit. Was there any lingering things either of you guys wanted to say about the spring game? It's been a month since it happened, but we haven't talked about it on the show. Is there anything worth bringing up at this point about that? I mean, uh, yeah, I, go, ahead. go ahead, Jeff. You're you're the professional. No, I mean it's been so long. You know, there's no yeah. big 
new takeaways. I think the biggest thing um, was probably Talia kind of was up and down. He's really good from in between the twenties and then still show that inconsistency, you know, overthrew a ton of guys, but they said he was the best. He was the MVP of spring ball. So it must, you know, I don't know how much concern there. And then the offensive line is obviously the remains the question mark, which brings us to the news of today, which is, right. uh, you know, shopping for an offensive lineman forever. They got Eric Harris, a junior college center from Hutchinson, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. So presumably he will be the starter if he can hack it, which they must think he can because they only have one spot. Then you move Spencer Anderson back over to right tackle, and hopefully you're in better shape because the only thing I think that can throw off that offense this year with all the talent they have is, is the offensive line. That's the one thing that could throw a wrench in the whole machinery. So let yeah, me ask I, you this. Uh, let me ask you this. The offer sheet for Eric Harris is not very impressive. So the idea that he's going to come in and be able to start at a big five school is, is everyone else just off on this? They don't recognize his ability. Is he really going to be able to come in and start for Maryland? Like, well, yes. they, obviously, they, they obviously think every it's a combination of they must think he's better than that offer list and the market is just terrible. Like, there are not many offensive linemen are worth their weight in, like, diamond right now, literally. There's not many that come out when one transfers, and usually when one transfers it's because he wasn't starting somewhere, although there are a few guys from lower-level schools. Buffalo had a couple of kids. I think one's probably going to go to Texas, one to Baylor. Maryland liked both of them. So anytime anybody decent comes out, there's a feeding frenzy. So you can't really get it. You can't get a sure thing, at least not if you're Maryland right now, and even if you're most other schools. So it's those two things. He better be good enough to start because I don't think they're that, you know, I don't know if Austin Fontaine is the answer there and they don't really have another center. So, you know, they're pretty good at tackle otherwise, pretty good at guard, but uh, you got to have somebody who can play. Team entered the top 25 rankings nationally coming off of winning 20 of their last 20. Sorry. Did you just sick wheels on us without like any notice whatsoever? I did not hit play. I don't know why it just started playing. That was just like the ghost of, you know, ladies golf teams past, like throwing the non-revs at us. Wheels was like football, non-revs rule. Just bam. San Dimas High School football rules. Enough. It's been 45 minutes of this crap. All right, Bill and Ted. I just hold on. I just want to say about the spring game. I thought it was generally a positive performance. You saw lots of good plays on each side. There were a couple. I thought the defensive backs were impressive. I thought that Dickerson kid, um, who was like you know number four or guy or something on the depth chart, showed a lot. Um, you know, yeah, Talia was off on some throws. I don't. I don't think where they were as bad throws as some people were making them out to be. He was just kind of just missed a couple guys. Um, and yeah, the offensive line, I, I do feel like if they can solve the center position, everything kind of goes back into place. Anderson and right tackles are going to be really good. You know, I think just about everywhere you're covered and you've got a couple guys who can fill in if you need it. After that, it's question marks. Um, thought Brandon Jennings looked really good at linebacker, uh, Hippolyte Gote, obviously. Um, we've got some reinforcements coming in in the next month uh, to add to that. A little bit of rush off the edge. Uh, Lautez Rogers showed a couple things. 
Uh, Nachami needs to stay healthy. I mean, I think there's lots of building blocks here. And when you talk about this being year number three in the rebuild, I mean, you got to feel pretty good. You know, you're still scared, staring at a pretty rough schedule, but I mean, I, there was nothing I saw in the spring game or, or those reports we were getting from camp that made me feel like this team can't go and, and get themselves a bowl bid. And obviously nothing that's going to change your prediction for the season yet. Did we make a prediction for the season yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you like to see that? I think we probably just all went six and six, right? Probably. No, no. Here's our here's our predictions. Oh, that's tiny. Yeah, let me let me do that. Not much uh, separation there, huh? I oh right okay one third. I have the lowest prediction. Yeah, see, I'm the most optimistic. How's that? Yeah, one of the odds of that, and Larry being the least. That's weird. Yeah, no, I'd love to go through that again before the season starts. I'd be curious to see. I check. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, say after after we um, we get some get camp going and uh, and hear about how the the freshmen come in, especially on the defensive side, uh, how that works out. Now you did we did just learn today the Iowa home game is going to be on Friday night instead of Saturday, which is amaze balls. I am more excited about that than most things in my life right now. But then also the Illinois game on the road makes it a little tougher too, right? I don't care about that. This is all about me. And like, I haven't been able to tailgate in almost two years. So like, uh, it's personal. Yeah. I'm going to tailgate that night, Paul. You're in homie. Just, uh, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't be one of those people being like, Oh, well I left three hours before the game. I can't figure out why it's, you know, (laughs) I can't get up route one on a Friday. That would Um, 100% be me. Yeah. Yeah. Once, uh, these sites put out the predictions, I'll put those in two and then, Perfect. We'll have the whole thing. And yeah, that's the idea. We did this. Uh, we'll do it again. Uh, I think the original idea was I said, we'll do it now, which was back in, I think right after the season ended or something. Yeah. And then, no, I, I remember that now. And then we'll then do we it again. Said, one of the times we said we would check in on it is after spring ball. And then again, before the season. So we could do it again now or whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I don't feel like I've learned enough in the spring, to be honest with you, to change much of that. But uh, I yeah. bet, I bet after, I bet you know, the week before the first game, I, I, after that August camp, I think we'll we'll know a lot. Yep, that's when we do. We'll it. check in back in August then, and we'll update yeah. update the percentages. That's about it for football for right now. I do have the Wheels non-res report that I teased you with <laughs> inadvertently. Here it right, is, cool. Wheels. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I can't hear it this time, which makes me hope that nobody else can, just because it would make Larry mad. I can't hear it either. (laughs) How about that? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. (laughs) You guys couldn't hear it? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. I couldn't hear shit. I I could hear it when it it ghosted on us, uh, like right out. Oh, my God. I could hear it on a very low level, like, like, that oh you know why because i shared the spreadsheet i'm do- i'm gonna play it again i'm playing no no will's gonna kill me will's gonna yeah, kill me and will but he put in too much work for us to keep doing not playing it let's splice gonna, that shit in later let me try it again here we go this is wheels with your non-revenue sports can you hear it? yeah I can men's hear baseball it. team entered the top 25 rankings nationally coming off of 
winning 20 of their last 26 games. They kick off a regular season-ending three-game series in College Park against Indiana this week. Congratulations to the women's golf team who made its first-ever appearance in the NCAA championship, where they finished 21st. The men's lacrosse team defeated six-seeded Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana this past Sunday. Senior Anthony DeMeo scored 39 seconds into overtime to send the Terps to Hartford, Connecticut, where they will face second-seeded Duke in the second game of the Final Four on Saturday. Should the Terps win, they will face the winner of the North Carolina-Virginia game on Monday. Follow along on IMS for coverage of the Terps' historic run to the title. There we go. Follow along on IMS. My man wheels. He, he does a good loyal job. Loyal to the brand. Yep. Very good. Very good. And you get that's to make fun of me. Again, so that's messing cool, it up right? Baseball team top 25. And believe it or not, on Saturday, I was following the women's golf scores. <laughs> I was actually following it. I had the website up and I could see the scores. They weren't in contention at all. Stanford was something like 18 under par, and no one else was even under par as a team. I think Texas was second, and they were like three over. And Maryland, well, something Stanford like- is like always good at every non-revenue sport. It's crazy. I don't know what they, yeah. what their secret. Well, they're just geniuses, I guess. They know how to do do things right. But they spread that money around is what they do. Yeah, that's valid. You got like a yeah. four billion dollar in endowment or whatever. You you can uh, you can do some fun things. Yeah, it's like UVA, right? Yeah. All right, Wheels, there you go. I've messed up his, his, his non-review report so many times. So there Wheels you go. is cool, man. The Wheels, you're not the problem, brother. I just no, got to – I'm just messing with the report. That's all. Yeah. Paul, it's a shtick now for Paul. It's a it, – it's just – it is what it is. Yeah. I have to finish off the show and over-under for you guys. I think we've done that one in a while. Let's roll. Yeah. Three for each of you. We'll start with Jeff. The number of minutes James Graham plays next season over under 25. Under. I think him and Dante Scott are a little bit similar positionally. I think Graham will definitely – obviously play more than last year. He barely played at all. But now I think he's going to be a 13, 14-minute kind of guy. So I'll go under pretty easily on that one. Okay. All right. Way off on that. Okay. Paul, the number of touchdowns Talia Tungavailoa throws next season over under 25. Interesting. So you're probably talking, you know, 12, maybe 13 games. I would say, let's say over. I, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, I don't think he's going to have a Heisman kind of year, but I think he'll, he's going to, that's the offense is going to score a lot of points unless uh, something really goes wrong with the offensive line. Yeah, the Heisman year is the year after that, right? That's the hope. So the quick tidbit about that, that's only happened once in Maryland history. I bet. Scott, Mil- Scott Milanovic in 1993 through 26. That's it. <laughs> People have no idea how terrible – I mean, just statistically garbage. I mean, Talia might be like a top three yardage touchdowns career guy by like the end of next year. I mean, that's how bad Maryland quarterbacks have been over, over the years. Yeah. just He, he could garbage. break – he could break a lot of records if he stays two more years. Yeah. If he stays to both years. All right, Jeff, the number of wins for next year's basketball team, including the postseason, over under 25. I'll go over. I think 
all their eggs are in, all of Turgeon's eggs are in this basket for next year. He knows he has to win. He's he's put together a pretty good roster. You know, it's much easier to answer that if Ayala, if we knew what they were going to do, Ayala and Wiggins. Um, but you know, I feel like this is uh, if you look at the projections, which don't mean anything, obviously, but they have them as a three seed next year and all these things, top ten team. Whether they are those things, I don't know. The other thing you have to take into account is they're going to be playing a tougher schedule than they've been playing. So maybe I should account for that. But I think over, I think, uh, I think next year should shape up as a good team. For reference sake, nine times in Maryland history have they won 25 or more games, six times with Gary, mm. three times with Turgeon. Probably would have been a fourth two years ago. They had 24 wins. Probably would have got at least one win in one of those two tournaments. Oh, so they probably – Probably would have had a fourth if not if not for COVID and a tenth overall. Okay, Paul, the highest ranking the football team will achieve next year over under 25. Oh man. Um you know what? It it wouldn't surprise me if towards the beginning of the season they go on a little bit of a run. Um you know, it's it's towards the back end. Like once that once they lose that first or second game, that's it's it's not coming back because the the schedule just gets too hard. So I would say, I would say over, not much over, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're ranked this year. Okay, Jeff, the last age at which you would have considered yourself athletic, over under twenty five. Today, what are you talking about, man? You still athletic? I mean, not as athletic as I was. I'm more athletic than a lot of 43. I still play basketball regularly. Uh, most of the guys my age, they've all dropped off. That no, man, I don't want to sprain my ankle again. I play <laughs> tennis now. That's what all my friends say. They all try to get me to play tennis, which I used to play tennis, and I loved it. But uh, I still, I mean, I'm not dunking or anything, obviously. But I, I think I was, I was athletic, athletic at around till about 30. Now I'm a little, probably a little more athletic maybe than the average guy my age. So now we're getting to the real answer. Now I still like to, I still like to hoop it up. And so over. Yes. All right. Oh, That's fair. That's fair. All right, Paul, the number of posters on the IMS message board who know more about Maryland sports than you over under 25. <laughs> under <laughs> significantly under there are a couple of people who 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 like are just uh depositories of information that like just impress the hell out of me but uh not 25 of them no no way i was definitely in the 99.9 percentile of knowledge i've been around the block man and i've spent way too much of my life on just fucking message boards then it's really healthy so Thanks, I guess. Me too. Me too. <laughs> At least it's your job, man. I'm doing this shit God. for free. I'm, I'm paying paying for the privilege. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we said, if we can get a thousand subscribers, we'll start making a few pennies a show. Yeah, man. We'll all be able to have some of those Jeff Ehrman water sandwiches. Let's go. <laughs> hit the subscribe button, people. You don't have to watch it. Just hit the damn button. That's right. You know. The only pro- the only problem is. Our intro will get us demonetized because we're using the Rocky theme, which we do not own the rights for. So 
Larry, every time we that you are compelled to create a new intro, we get some magic. So, like, if you have to do a new one, that's awesome for I, me. I have, I, I think, what would be the best, in, uh, an idea that would just be insanely great for an intro. I just need to pull it off. But thousand subscribers, people, come on, hit the button. Hit the button. You we, can listen to the podcast. Just hit I'll the damn button. It. On I'll YouTube. I should have thought of this before now. I'll promote the YouTube channel in our newsletter. There you there go. There we go. Jeff yeah. doing the bare minimum. Appreciate that. Get people to join. <laughs> Did you guys like how every over under was 25? Did you realize that? I did not. I did not did pick up on Blake's that. birthday or something. What's the? No, I just I started writing it and then I realized that like 25, and then I decided to like gear it towards that. So. Anyway, dude, if you're you're expecting me to pick up on details, man, it's already summertime as far as I'm concerned. Twenty five so. was the over under of everything, and I thought James Graham was going to get way more than thirteen minutes. Really? I mean, that might be a little low, but really, I feel like he's somewhat. Re- although, although you know what, Jairus Hamilton did leave, so that opens yeah. up. Something. So I yeah, was, that would have been a little low. I don't, it won't be twenty five, but I could see twenty. Twenty five is a lot. I mean, even even if we, minutes. Yeah, I mean, even with no Hamilton and no Wiggins, let's say. 25 25 is like if he's if he's playing 25 minutes he better be putting up 12 15 points a game i mean the question is can you play him and dante scott at the same time who's the three who's the four although scott can play three easily so yeah it might be more than 13 or 14 it won't be 25 also also even though he's got a three man's game he's he's thick right so you know and Graham is not. He's much more of a wiry kind of yeah. athlete. So you you Graham feel can like, play the three. Yeah, you'd feel like Graham would really have to good. play. Well, that's the thing. You'd feel like you'd have you'd have Graham have to play the three. Dante can play the four, but do their games kind of mesh well together? I'm, I'm not so sure. We'll have to see. But I, you know, I, I, again, 25 minutes is a lot of minutes, man. Graham's kind of got that Carmelo Anthony ISO pull-up jumper game. I think he's going to be really good. I don't know if it'll be this year or not, but he's got that extra year under under his belt. So if he becomes a guy and you get one of those guys back, you know. Well, and, and, then, Paul, you know, and, and then you've got Martinez coming in, and you know, what do you do with Hart if you've got Russell and Ayala kind of on the ball most of the time? So this they might actually have some decent decent depth uh, if some of these guys, you know, these freshmen are able to, to come through and be able to be playable basically. And to Paul predicting that Talia Tunga Vailoa is going to break Maryland's passing touchdowns record. Predicting? What is it? What's Milanovic got? Like 50? 20, 20, 26. Oh, I, oh, you meant for the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, with the, with those that. wide receivers, I, I you know, I don't see why he couldn't if he just stayed healthy. But, like, when's the last time a Maryland quarterback stayed healthy for 12 games? Well, you said over. What's that record? I know. I said over. I'll stick with it. But uh, if he play, if he plays 12 games, he's going to break it. I'll guarantee you that. I just, 13. You know, 13 games. 13, sure. But I'd say he's probably yeah. doing 12. It's just, you know, can he stay healthy? And, you know, for as long as you can fucking remember – Maryland quarterback can't stay healthy the whole season. So yeah, it's, it's a little, little scurry. Yeah. 
All right. Good show, guys. Chris Naki, always a great guest. Always. Now, that was good, too, because that basketball, you know, a lot of people want us to have these, you know, kind of national guys on like we used to. And um, and I get that. But, like, they don't know what's going on within inside the program the way a guy like Naki does. So that's why we like having him on. Yeah. We can't ask Naki over ask him i feel like you know we have had him so many times and so you want one you want some variety but two i mean how how many times you want to ask him to give up his time you know and all that so he's very generous with his time he ain't got nothing going on he's just getting some doordash and watching you know, the wizards watching the whiz man yeah like 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 jeff wants to do right now that's why he's egging us to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> are they are, is it the playoffs yeah Oh, okay. Larry's on the pulse. Don't don't care. (laughs) I I haven't watched a minute of NBA, and I can't remember. No NBA, but he's watching the uh, women's college collegiate golf. Hell yeah! Statistics. Yes, I'm a big Juliet Monfumi fan. Oh, too much of one. Ludovica Scandrolio and Ludovica Farina, my faves. All right, that's really uh, sketchy. So let's <laughs> let's call it a night. All bitches. right, all right. Jeff already peaced out. He just we're yeah, still alive. He's, we're he's still alive. He's just out. He's just out. Oh, good. All right. Well, screw him anyway. <laughs> all right. Nobody likes him. Yeah, no. Now we can talk about him. There's no way he can ball. There's yeah, no way right. he can ball. You don't think Period. he can play? No. No. There's no way. Not at his age. Yeah. Nah. Too too short. Too old. Yeah. All right, Paul. Good show. See, you. I don't know when we're going to do another one. A couple weeks, weeks maybe we'll do we'll do a, do a fun one with those, yeah. those ranking stuff and uh, yeah, I want to do the either top twenty five or top fifty all time Maryland basketball players, which would be fun. Yeah, and I also have I've done a lot of research for the all time Maryland football too deep, which would be so fun to do. Now, that that I, actually, honestly, the basketball thing, we I feel like we've touched on before the like going deep on, on football could be a lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more, a lot, lot more of, subjectivity to it. Yeah. Because the best teams Maryland's ever had were from the fifties. And just like we were talking about earlier, how do you rank Jack Scarbath against freaking Talia Tungo Vailoa? Right. right. Like, but, but, like, it, but, it, but, it, but on the opposite, like you could legitimately, you know, like the three of us talk about, you know, EJ Henderson versus Dequel Jackson. Right. Or, uh, Oh Yeah. You know, we've like, seen like, those guys, right? Because we've seen those guys, and even though it's you know they're older, like we you know we we experience that, and like you can have like a real kind of subjective kind of fun discussion about about that. Yeah, but they had like in the fifties, they had offensive guards who were two time All Americans. Oh yeah, for first round of the NFL draft, and you're like, who the hell is this dude? But right. he would probably be the best guard in Maryland history. Like, if you just look at the accolades alone, and clearly, like we were talking about, he's not going to be as good as the guards that play now because of all the advancements and everything. And right. And, 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 but, and part, of me, part of me thinks maybe let's just dump it and let's just start in the fridge years, right? Let's start – like, let's start – because, you, you know, or, or, or let's start, like, you know, in the – you know, the Duffner years, like, like somewhere where like, we've legitimately watched these guys play football. Yeah. But I, that, I don't, I don't know about that. Cause like, for example, Randy white is probably the greatest player ever for Maryland. Defensive lineman, Randy white, NFL hall of famer, 
is insanely good. Yeah, but like for- a guy like Scarbath almost won the Heisman. Yeah. Right? And he's it- probably you would have to rank he'd be in the in the running, him and Boomer, Milan. Yeah, Boomer, right. Boomer Siason, right. Hall Frank of Famer, Reich. but but in who was good in college, but like look at his stats. They're not very good. No. Like they're so, very boring pedestrian stats. Well, a lot of qu- quarterbacks had very boring pedestrian stats back then as part of the thing. Right. But that's they, the they're thing. nothing like, like they were now. That's, that's the whole point though. Good. No, I, I just think I, I I think it would be I don't know. Maybe I could see us doing it two different ways. Like, cause I, I, I would enjoy doing the, the subjective and just be like, no, I watched this guy. You're wrong. You know, versus like, well, this guy's a two-time all American and almost won a Heisman versus this guy who was good in college, but only all conference and then went to the NFL and the hall of fame. You know what I mean? But like, that's a fun I, I discussion like, to me. Hey, no, that's like, fun too. It's just yeah. a different one. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We got all we'll figure it out. Shit out. <laughs> All our audience is gone like 10 minutes ago or they're laughing at us right now. So either way, fine. We'll, we'll say see you guys. We've got a couple of those couple of fun shows. We're going to do the IMS radio roast of Jeff Ehrman. He's insisting that we're not going to do it, but we are going to do it. We're doing it. I want to do the, the merchandise and paraphernalia show where we all show our stuff. Or cool. You got your jersey hanging behind you, but I'm sure we've got all kinds of stuff. That'd be fun. Lots of other stuff. We've got a fun summer plan. And then... Uh, site location in 110 days from now maryland versus west virginia on september 4th we'll see you guys in a couple weeks and now i say where is the humanity in the streets you know that i just don't see it anymore i see it anymore brothers just don't love their brothers no
Let your mind gently hover over the details of your life Let your life arise by letting be what is Talking about love